Hello and welcome back to the My Entertainment World podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Bedard, and today we are bringing back something we did a couple years ago that was so much fun, which is a Jays roundtable, uh, getting you ready for the start of baseball season, which is finally upon us. Thank God the winter is over. Baseball starts on Thursday. We are going getting you ready for the new Toronto Blue Jays season with a roundtable featuring Mackenzie Longpray and Melissa Wright, as well as myself. Um, so that's after the break. Make sure you tune into the website, myentertainmentworld.ca. We've got our whole nominee interview series going on right now in preparation for awards season, which is going down on April 15th this year. So that's all coming up. All of our coverage is there across all branches. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the podcast, which is available on iTunes as well as the site. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter, which is at my entworld, my ENT world. And Melissa and Mac will give you their social media handles at the end of the podcast. Thanks for tuning in. See you guys on the other side. I am most excited, honestly, about having baseball back. Baseball to me is a very like nostalgic summer thing. I don't honestly think there's going to be a lot to be excited about specifically this season. Um, Just in terms of like, if you're a real hardcore baseball fan, I think you're going to appreciate aspects of the game and some of the younger players. But if you're someone who is looking for bat flips or lots of home runs or that kind of additional like stuff, yeah, yeah, that kind of extra stuff, I don't necessarily think you're going to do it. But to me, that's just like winter is over, baseball is back. Yes. I have to agree. <laughs> I would have said uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., but he's not going to be here for some time now. Yeah. Um, Even though apparently I, the score told me today he is on track. Yeah, that's good. I think they're not holding him back because he's not good. No, there yet. They're holding him back for like logistical contract reasons. No, this is an oblique injury. Yeah, he did actually. Yeah, yeah, so but that he's. But they weren't gonna have him until June anyway. They weren't gonna have him until mid-April. Right. Now they're not gonna have him until June. Yeah. Um, But I just thought of this as you're talking about nothing to look forward to, (laughs) or like you. Please counter. There's not. There's no, 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 no. It's not a counter at all. But if you're, you know. You're not gonna find anything if you want that. Reminds me of Casey Stengel when he was the manager of the. I'm sorry. Of the. <laughs> he was the manager of the first Mets team, okay. the 1962 New York Mets, who set the major league mark uh, for most losses in a season. Um, they were they were historically. Yeah, it had to be the Mets, right? They were historically terrible, like so terrible, and of course they had like old like weirdo Casey Stengel managing them and he said in an interview before the season he said uh, I, I, f- I find that today's fans really like the home run and I can tell you that we've organized a pitching staff to please the fans uh, oh. so I think it's really cute and I think that's probably applicable to the Blue Jays because I think they're probably gonna yeah. uh, their pitching is weak uh, yeah. And we'll probably see a lot of home runs by other players, like um, last night's game, like last in night's game. Montreal. Yep. <laughs> and I think, uh, I think, but uh, I'm I'm eternally optimistic. I th- I also like I there's like the sadistic part of me. And Kelly knows this that like likes when the Blue Jays are b- kind of bad yeah. because there are fewer people at the stadium, <gasps> and yeah, you could just like go and chill out and bring a beer and like yes. nobody in, you have room to maneuver and to like sit um yeah, so i like yeah. yeah i know that Ke- yeah kelly and i've done a lot of games like that over the years like a late I, september oh, totally oh my god the best. Like, the best yeah. one of my like claims to like internet fame was i went to a game i used to work right down from the stadium so it was like a tuesday i decided to just be like i'm going to the game and that was like pre like 2010 ish mm. so yeah not very good and i'm in the flight deck and i swear to god there's like 10 feet between me and the next person mm-hmm. and somebody caught me on the televised show and Amazing. it looks like i'm sleeping because <laughs> i'm just sort of like my arms are cr- like this and i think i was looking at a screen and somebody screen grabbed it the the gentleman who was like the closest to me and he came over he's like sorry i don't want to bother you you know like i know you're here like by you're yourself sleeping. <laughs> he's like my friend just screen grabbed this to me and i asked him to text it to me and i was like look ma i made it on tv That's i so promise funny. i'm awake and like but that was it there was no one there it was like flight deck the first couple of seasons of it and it was kind of great because it was yeah it's it's just like yeah. you're there to watch baseball you got time it's now. it's when the it's when the real 
it's when the real hardcores yeah. stick around. Yeah. And uh, and I, I I have no problems with bandwagon fans. Yeah. And I have no problems. I don't, Kelly. <laughs> I don't. I have no problems with like the. I like it when the dome is full. Also, like. I know that contradicts everything I just said, but when the dome is full, it's like really nice. And when the city's buzzing about the team, it's really, really great. I love it because it's my thing. You know, I, I call it my thing. It's like the thing <laughs> that I love the most. Yeah. And, uh, but like pride. Where you're yeah. Like, yeah. It's like, Hey, welcome aboard. Yeah. This thing that I've, Fun this ride I've been on for a yeah. long time. Yeah. I have suffered so that you can enjoy this. <laughs> um, but um, I, I, you know, there's something really nice about like empty stadiums. Yeah. It's kind of romantic. You know, the nice weeknight ball game in July yeah. or August is like so lovely. Um, though I have to yeah. say, if I can answer the question, uh, <laughs> things that I am looking forward to other than that, like baseball specific things, things that will happen on the field potentially, is that eventually Valley Guerrero Jr. will be up. Yeah. And that will be really fun. Yeah. Um, mega prospect. Um, I'm also looking forward, I just like, I think everybody, anybody who's a baseball fan or Blue Jay fan is like, I just want to see the kids play. Yeah. And I think we're going to see that. I think, uh, I think some of the older guys who are here to like, fill in roster spots are going to be on a really short leash yeah because a lot of the kids have had really good spring training numbers yeah it's like Bo Bichette it's like we didn't initially people were like oh he'll be a September call up he won't be a regular until 2020 but he had such a good spring yeah and it's like okay well you know what if like Freddie apparently it's Galvis and not Galvis oh apparently Freddie Galvis (laughs) if uh if he's like not cutting it I mean, maybe you see Bo or Brendan Drury yeah. before Vlad's ready. If he's not cutting it, you know, maybe Bo will be up. If like Pilar Grichik or Teoscar are struggling in the outfield, Alfred will be up. Yeah. Like Pompey will probably get another shot. Like it's it's Even kind of concussion. I feel yeah, like they'd be in three years. years. Yeah. Is he got another one? Now? Yeah. It was like getting out of a car. Oh god. I want to say it was something like silly, oh. and yeah. But I know what you mean, because yeah. I think the young people, as much as there are, are the older players that I do love as well, <clears throat> I'm just excited to see young people who I think are maybe less jaded and yes. are like excited <laughs> about baseball and are like, I'm in the big leagues. This is amazing. Yeah. Like, I almost have that, like, what is it? Bull Durham, where it's like Kevin Costner's yes. character is like talking about the bigs to all these guys in the yeah. minors. So that that's kind of exciting to go like, I don't really know who you are, but you just made a really great play and mm-hmm. and okay, like I'm going to start paying attention. I would like, much rather play. see exciting young players yeah. lose together yeah. <laughs> than a bunch of like older guys just kind of like fumbling through a season together. Um, I'd rather see a bunch of tryhards out there. Yeah. yeah. And not to say that like the older guys are trying hard. Everyone's trying hard all the time. Yeah. But but that like I've got to I've got to play great to maintain my spot. Yeah. Or, like that kind of thing. Whereas like you know Pilar. I mean I love Pilar more than the next person. My boyfriend like hates him. Oh yeah. And I like. Not you. Yeah. And I. Um, <laughs> but it's like you know it's like he doesn't really have to try as hard people like think he's amazing and, he's established and yeah, yeah and like smoky and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. so um different. i think uh um it, it's also it'll be interesting to see yeah all these players come up um and like i think lourdes guriel jr to me right now maybe embodies the spirit of the blue jays yeah. and that he's got like he's he's kind of bumblingly bad at times <laughs> But he's very good, also, and he has a lot of potential. He's he like, goes on ex- with like an eleven-game hit streak. Yeah, or something, yeah, the, the and multi-game that seems to come hit streak. Out of nowhere, totally. Yeah. And he's got great bat speed, and like yeah. he's like a flashy defender. But like, hit him a routine ground ball, and he's like, it's a fifty-fifty. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> you may not, you may want to cover your eyes. He's like, yeah. but I think that's kind of exciting. It's I'd rather see that. Yeah. Maybe then, uh, you know, a very sure defender who's, you know, going to give you a professional at bat. Yeah. There's something kind of fun about just like a kid going up there and just like trying real hard. Yeah. And like, I don't think we have many of those. Like, like I, I mean, Smoke, Pilar, Kendris Morales, I mean, they're hit or miss. <clears throat> like, they mm-hmm. have their similar periods where they're super great. And then it seems like if they get down, if they get down and their bats can't hit. And you're like, what are you doing? Yeah. We don't have a dependable all-stars. Not right now. No, no. No. I wonder who the Blue Jays' lone all-star will be this year. Well, and that's, that's kind of, I guess, something, like you say, like, that's what's interesting. Like, who's going to... 
come out of the gate or like yeah like in june all of a sudden it's like the sun comes out and and you've got somebody who's just like going on a tear Mm -hmm. so that well yeah that'll be interesting to see like you know i'll tell you all the prognosticators around uh the blue jays are big on randall gritchick it seems mm-hmm. everyone's excited about this guy. A lot, but I really like him. Well, he he does. Oh, okay. But like, also yes. Of the of okay. the sports of, of the yeah. <laughs> of the sort of like veteran guys. He's the one that that people seem to be really high on because he's got a lot of upside. He's like. Uh, veteran in like his second year with the team. Yeah, yeah totally. But like it's like age. Like yeah. he's just he's been he's, around for a bit longer. And he's not right? even that old. I think he's like twenty seven or twenty eight. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. those teams with twenty six year olds are like the ancient yeah. guys. Yeah. yeah. But I think he like he's an interesting case uh, of a guy who could like he's like a veteran who probably still has something to prove because mm-hmm. he's like new to the team and the league and he hasn't been he didn't like have a full year last year um and they're thinking about batting leadoff i've heard like people are apparently that's one thing they've been toying with is leadoff the other guy that's kind of interesting too is brandon drury uh who is uh like also a veteran but also very young still like 26 but he's been around a while and he's had a very good major league career but he had last season he was suffering from migraine headaches all year, apparently, and he it, like he had like his vision was really bad, oh, crazy. and he also I broke his that. hand at one point. So he had like all these uh, ailments that like when he was playing he just wasn't right, and then otherwise he like, wasn't playing. Wasn't at peak performance. Yeah, and yeah. now apparently those things are fixed. I'm excited to see Brendan Drury. He's another guy they've been batting lead off a bunch. Yeah. In spring training, um, I mean, yeah, Drury and Pilar of the veteran guys. I'm excited for those guys. Um, and then otherwise, it's just like the kids. Yeah. Like the Danny Jansen. Like, come on. It's <laughs> so great. What are you- is it Jansen and Barucky who are like best friends? Yeah. I think yeah. So. Is it? Are they? Barucky <sighs> just got hurt again. Yeah. He's only missing one star. He might only miss one yeah. star. Which yeah. isn't bad. But yeah, yeah, it was Barucky and Jansen. They like went to school together <sighs> or something. Cool. I, yeah. I recall towards the end of last year having That's like what I want. a sports net thing about these two like best friends. Oh, I want <laughs> best buds. I yeah. like, like Bichette and Guerrero. Like I think, but they were like it seemed like last spring training they were like super buddy well, buddy, and then well less they, so. they no they've been coming they've been uh, going through the minor leagues together almost I guess that's true. in tandem, and yeah. then but Bichette didn't Bichette played all last year in Double A I believe, uh, and Guerrero got called up to Triple A, right. so they they were split up. I think one of the smartest things the Blue Jays could do, I, I mean like the total romantic in me was like <laughs> bring them up together, like when oh. Guerrero's ready in June make that the time to bring Bichette up. Let them just go at it together. Uh, Because they've been together basically the whole way up. Like, let those two, like, claim the team for themselves. I think that'd be really fun. But we'll lose a ton of games, but it'll be so fun. I don't know. Maybe we won't lose a ton of games. Maybe this is our weird, like, cinematic miracle season where it's all the young bucks, right? Well, and that could also... And I think there are people who are are just, like, writing off this season. Mm -hmm. And a part of me is, like, you want to write off... Okay, good. Then go away. I don't need to see games with you. Like, I don't want you at my stadium. Don't bring your negative energy into the stadium. Mm -hmm. If you don't want to come, you don't want to come. Fine. Totally. Exactly. Like, I'd rather have people who want to be there um, that are supportive of the team no matter what they do. And that's it. Maybe it's like when everyone's just, um, what, like, what, counted them out, Mm -hmm. that then, yeah, they're going to just quietly, you know, win games by playing good baseball or win by the small ball. And maybe that's it. It's like, there's nothing wrong with the small ball. I mean, that's how baseball was until, you know, halfway through its life or something like that. So, you know, yeah. Like, I think that that could be a fun thing where they're just like the little team that could, that just chugs along. Yeah. Like, who's on the team? I, I expect to personally enjoy this season more than I've enjoyed the yeah. last few seasons. Yeah. It's a little yeah. bit more of like that spring training mentality. Yeah. Like, we're probably not going to contend, so it's not really going to be as high stakes. Yeah. It's going to be all these young guys. Or like they're playing around with this like four man off um, or uh, outfield. outfield, yeah, right. Like that's like play around with stuff. Like so, have fun. Like yeah, like maybe use that to throw people off as opposed to being like we're gonna hit all of the balls. It's like, no, yeah. you're not. Yeah. So find other ways. Well, I think that's an interesting thing about Charlie Montoyo, our new manager. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited for him. 
my uh, uh, he brought in a basically a whole new coaching staff. I think except for Pete Walker, the say, handful of people, but Pete Walker, Fu Manchu oh God, are just Fu right Manchu. there in the in the dugout. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they got rid of Tim Leeper, which I know hit a lot of people very hard. Everyone loves Tim Leeper, our first base coach, because he looks like Lyle Overbay. He does. Yeah, I want. Uh, I need to get to know the coaching staff. I, I I don't know anything about Charlie Montoya. I, I don't even know who the coaches are right now, but yeah. Montoya is a beloved uh, uh, baseball personality. Everybody everyone's like Inigo Montoya. Yeah. Oh, it's so okay. funny. Oh, Montoya. Did you say Montoya? Yeah. Yeah, right. Montoya. Um, oh. Charlie Montoya. Um, he is. Uh, he's like. He was only in the MLB for like. A handful of games. I think he played okay. for the Expos for a handful of games, and then he went to the. He got hired on by the uh, Devil Rays at the time. I think as soon as they became a franchise, they hired him on to coach Single A. I think he was the manager at Single A for a couple of years, and then Double A, and then Triple A. And he was at uh, Durham, the Durham Bulls. Um, he was their manager for many years, and he had a crazy good track record. Um, so I think is, they, this isn't his first major league gig. This is his first major league managing gig. Oh, okay. uh, he was, was with like, Tampa Ooh. Bay. He was the Tampa Bay I, bench coach the last two years, I think, under Kevin Cash. So the thing that I'm excited about, and I think a lot of uh, Blue Jay fans are excited about too, is uh, are they going to bring some of that Tampa Bay magic over here? Because be fun. I mean, who doesn't love Tampa Bay and a little bit of like so the we don't have a starting rotation, so, so why not give it a shot? The, <laughs> the opener, like why don't we use an opener? And I think I early in the spring Montoyo kind of said, I think he said like we're not we're probably not going to pursue that. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling that's something he says that like most major league managers have probably said to like just goad their starting pitchers into like vying for a, a spot. But I think once the season gets underway and like. To be honest, everyone starts struggling out of the rotation. They're probably going to start working on it, and I can't wait. I really hope they use an opener. I think, I mean, the interesting thing is, like, Tampa Bay started it last yeah. year. And once they did it, I think in May, was the first time they used an opener. Yeah. From May to the end of the season, they led the major leagues in ERA, team yeah. ERA. And uh, other teams followed suit. Uh, Oakland, you know, some of the smaller market teams. I think San Diego uh, experimented with it. Texas and L.A. eventually, uh, L.A. Angels eventually started doing it. It's only a matter of time before everyone's doing it. I think the Blue Jays need to seize on that, particularly right now, this season. I think it could be kind of interesting. Four-man outfields, very interesting. Like, I'm just like the kitchen sink. Let's go for it. Just throw it in and see what sticks or see what works. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is the season to try. Yeah. So let's start going through sort of who we expect to see on the field. Why don't we start with said doomed pitching rotation? <laughs> yeah. Do you have thoughts and feelings about our starters? Um, I would like Marcus Stroman to Instagram less and pitch better more, <laughs> which I realize was bad grammar. But, I mean, he's someone that he gets a chip on his shoulder, but I don't always think it... Um, Propels him forward. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean... I, He's great for the city. He's got a love of Toronto, though, which I do really respect. So to see him actually have a good season would just be beneficial for him as well. Uh, yeah, so would I like him to have a good season? Am I optimistic he's going to? Yeah. <laughs> um, um, do you it, think that when you're talking about Mark Stroman, do you think that some of his issues on the field are all sort of technique-based, or do you think that some of that... Um, immaturity that we maybe may may or may not be seeing <laughs> off the field is symptomatic and, and um, his behavior and um, attitude and maybe a little bit of insubordination is part of why he's struggling. I think so because I think he sort of reacts immaturity is an interesting word to use because we, we forget he is still it's what like 24 Five. Something around there. Like he's still not that he's not that old of a guy, and I think he's someone who you can tell has a love of the game, but that that emotion can take him too far sometimes. And so yeah, when that when he gets wrapped up in that, I don't necessarily think he has the maturity to to be able to separate the two. Um he, I'm a football fan, he reminds me of Odell Beckham Jr. in that like I'm gonna tweet about it or I'm gonna respond in this way, and I'm like, no, how about you just be really good on the field. That's where you need to be. That's where your haters or whatever you want to say, prove them wrong by going out there and pitching lights out. 
and exactly having control over everything don't don't post about it don't do that kind of stuff don't talk about it in the media because i think yeah like to me that's you're covering up what might be something else going on and that's mm-hmm. how you really shut people up mm-hmm. in the world of sports yeah yeah i think um there's no doubt that he's a hard worker yeah and that he tries no. really hard mm-hmm. And uh, it doesn't measure hard. It does not. I think I've heard that somewhere before. Yeah, that's good. You should you should brand that. Put that on ball caps and pants. Um, But uh, yeah, I think um, yeah, I think he 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 obviously is a hard worker and he's a very skilled pitcher. And I think uh, if there are any, I think if there are issues, I'm I, I am a person who doesn't believe. I'm. I, I feel like I, I. I'm romantic about baseball, but at the same time, like what's going on on the field, I'm a. I'm so. I'm hyper rational. Okay. So I feel like I. I don't actually believe that anything off the field really does affect these guys. There's just something about. There's something about. Yeah, I mean, there's something about the nature of, of professional athletes, and there's something about the nature of professional baseball players in particular, where it's like it. It sometimes feels so devoid of emotion. Yeah. Um. In a. In a. In a way that allows fans to rom- uh, you know interact with the game in, a, in an emotional and romantic way but I think that the players are basically robots out there yeah. I like to look at this game as if it's being played by robots <laughs> who sometimes fail and sometimes succeed yeah. and I think that I, I, I feel like anything that is hindering Marcus's abilities on the field is probably not uh, yeah I mean, it's yeah it probably has less to do with his personality and more to do with the fact that like He's been around for a little while, and the Yankees are really good. And the Red Sox are really good, <laughs> yeah. and they know how to like attack. Yeah, a, a, you know all the pitchers that they've seen for a couple of years now. Yeah. They, they they the book is out. The baseball is a game of constant adjustment. So that's it. They've seen like his off speed or like the way mm-hmm. he messes with his timing. It's not new anymore. Exactly. And exactly, you're seeing people like Giancarlo Stanton and Aaron Judge too, who's a young player, but it's like he's not dumb. He's reading. He's watching tape. Totally. He's figuring him out. I think. Yeah. I think anything. It's always going to be you know point counterpoint with a, in baseball. It's mm-hmm. you know the pitcher has the advantage and then the batter has the advantage and the pitcher has to adjust and the batter has to readjust and the pitch. It's kind of constant like that and I think the great pitchers are the ones that can constantly adjust of course yeah. um, and that are always going to be sort of walking a razor's edge with batters um, and I think Marcus maybe just you know the things that will make him great he's got the raw talent obviously and yeah. he's got the he's got the work ethic but I think like probably it's just a matter of him being able to being able to and being open to the idea of like adjusting yeah. and changing his game plan a little bit yeah every so often yeah so who else is in the starting rotation that we should keep our eye on? Sanchez. Aaron Sanchez had How are we a feeling about Sanchez. He had the best <laughs> spring. He looks unhittable right now. Yeah, but he's Aaron Sanchez. So I'm just real worried about those blisters, the, man. Like are your nails blisters. short? Like, I know, like figure it out. <laughs> get a manicurist for God's sake. I'm like, like I will go to school and figure it out <laughs> yeah. to do this for you. Like I can't yeah, handle this. Geez, right man, now. Come on. If he can stay healthy, if Aaron Sanchez can stay healthy, like I, we haven't really seen a full year of Aaron no. Sanchez as a starting pitcher, so this is going to be this. If he can stay healthy and if he can make his 33, 34 starts yeah. this year, that like, could be that could be a game. I think he's a wild card factor. Totally because of because of that. If yeah. he can stay healthy, his, if his command of the ball continues as it does in spring, exactly, he's lights out. Yeah, but that's like in the back of every Jays fan is like. <laughs> Those damn finger blisters. Those damn finger blisters. Yeah, so, so exactly. I'm excited about him. I mean, he's ha- he has more, uh, I mean, I think in my opinion, probably most pundits' opinions, he has more, like, kind of raw talent. He has better stuff than Strowman does. Yeah. He's got a better fastball with more movement. But, I mean, I think for him, he's like, it's all about, like, location. Can you make that fastball you know, land on the spots he needed to. I think a lot of his struggles have come from the fact that, like, his fastball moves too much sometimes. Yeah. And when his control goes, it's obvious to everybody. Yeah. It's like that fastball's just tailing and out of the strike zone. Yeah. And you kind of feel bad for the guy because it's like, well, what do you do? You can, yeah. You're not going to, like, you know, change how you throw your fastball. That's, like, your <laughs> bread and butter. So, um, yeah, I think he, I, I have high hopes for old Aaron Sanchez. I think <laughs> like a old Aaron Sanchez. <laughs> oh, yeah, so old. I yeah. think I think a Stroman. If Stroman and Sanchez can like 
make all of their starts of this year. That's a huge, huge maybe. Yeah. But if they can make all their starts this year, then that's two pitchers who are capable of pitching a lot of innings. Yeah. Uh, who potentially could pitch well. I mean, if they're making all their starts this year, it probably means that they're actually going all right, that mm-hmm. things are, are, are okay. Um, it's the other three spots in the rotation. Uh, currently occupied by... Uh, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I believe it's Clayton Richard, uh, okay. who came over from the Padres, and uh, Shoemaker, Matt Shoemaker, came over from the A's. Right. Uh, the, sorry, the Angels. Right, right, right. Um, two big what-ifs. I mean, Clayton Richard is, like, not great. Yeah, Neither I was like, is... I feel like all I remember was us signing pitchers whose ERAs were not good. And yeah. I was like, who are we? What are we doing, guys? Yeah. Like, and neither the of them... lower the number, the better. Yeah, exactly. Like... This is, like, golf, right? Yeah. <laughs> Both of them had, like, very fine spring yeah. trainings. I think they, I, last I checked, I think they were, like, totally mediocre. Middle of the pack. Good. Which is promising. Yeah. Right. Consistent with yes. Jay's pitching. <laughs> so who knows? I mean, Clayton Richards a lefty, which is good. Uh, we never had I mean Aaron Loop, I think, was the last Well, he four. was in the bullpen, but I think uh, But I'm saying like he was like the last one that I would like honestly feel like I remember was right. that. So. And I th- I just think, you know, obviously you want to balance as much as possible, yeah. rights and lefts, but uh uh, so that's one thing. I mean, he's probably guaranteed a job just because of that. Um, who knows? They'll probably get lit up a bunch, and they'll yeah. probably have a handful of good outings, and then the rest will be solidly mediocre. Yeah. Four or five runs over four or five innings. So, so. are we looking at Borucki? Bor- Bor- so Borucki? Ryan Borucki? Yeah. In the, la- in the fifth spot, and who's going to fill it for that first time through the rotation? The, f- the filling it for the first time is a huge debate My right boy now. boy Joe? Joe Biagini. Joe Biagini. <laughs> Unfortunately, plays, I don't think he can do it. He did Joe, not do well. Yeah, Joe is not him, being but. considered for that fifth spot uh, because <laughs> he's long, actually long reliever. He, yeah, he's got a lot of value out of the bullpen. Yeah, he does. and he's been he's been sort of pushed back and forth his whole career between bullpen and starting. And I think probably the, to his detriment. Totally, they are like they are different mindsets, and like to see oh him. Oh my god, yeah! Like I was at a Cleveland Indians game, and like to watch him in the like way before the game had started, it was just like that kind of intensity. I remember just being like, "Damn!" Mm-hmm. And he wasn't even like I don't even think he was starting that game, but it was maybe the next. So he was like, you could tell he was just trying to get himself back in that mindset. Totally, and you're like, oh, that's not. It just can't be easy. No, it's not, and it's it's. I think. Um, it's definitely ruined a lot of young pitchers yeah. constantly trans, you know, transferring the, between rotation and, and bullpen. Um, I think for a pitcher, you really have to, you know, land on one. And I think Biagini's real value is going to be out of the pen. Yeah. Um, and the the guys that they're figuring for that fifth spot right now are uh, Trent Thornton, who pitched the last uh, what was it? He pitched the last game in Florida. Okay. And uh, gave up three runs to the Yankees, I believe. It's um, not bad to the Yankees. Not bad. <laughs> Over like three innings, three or four innings, I think. Um, I don't have stat sheets in front of me, but my recollection <laughs> my is my color such. commentator. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he's okay. He's apparently, I haven't seen him yet this year. I haven't like seen a broadcast of him pitching, but apparently he's got a bit of a wacky delivery and he's got a pretty good fastball, just like his bread and butter and I think uh, people are kind of high on him Sam Gavilio was the other one uh, who pitched last night in Montreal started last night so that didn't go well and yeah well I guess they. it wasn't a, it was a relatively close game until true yep. the fifth or sixth yes. and I feel like I turned it on and then it Gavilio, got sad. he actually did okay the first inning he gave, he gave up an unearned run um, <laughs> Guriel Jr. Booted, booted a ball. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, he booted a ball at second. I was listening on the radio. He booted a ball at second, and then, uh, which would have been the second or third out of the inning. It would have been the third out of the inning. And then he gave up 
couple of hard hit balls and a run. It was an unearned run, but he should have been out of the inning. Um, But he gave up some hard contact. It's Sam Gavilia. We've seen him. He started for the Blue Jays before. He's been very good. He's been very bad. He's been solidly (laughs) mediocre. So do you think that these guys who we're looking at to fill that fifth spot in the first time through the rotation, are they going to be solid if we lose Sanchez to finger blisters? (laughs) Strowman, I don't know, hits his head on a bar something. (laughs) (laughs) So the thing is, I think, I think the Blue Jays pitching is already thin. Starting pitching yes. is already thin. Uh, there are a number of options out of the bullpen right now, though there have been a number of injuries as well. Um, Clay Buckholtz, beloved old Clay Buckholtz, right. is a Blue Jay now. Um, people are he would slot into a, into the starting rotation mm-hmm. just fine, but I think a lot of people are looking at him as a long man, and I think a, a lot of like. Seriously, it just feels like the openers. We're gonna see the opener before the end of April. Yeah, I really th- feel that way. I feel like either the pitching's gonna scuffle, or uh, they're just not gonna have enough starters. Yeah. that they're gonna have to do something. And I just don't think. I feel like Montoya is not gonna. He's not gonna want to do sort of like just a, a you know a, a, a traditional bullpen night. Yeah. You know, put two long men, stack two long men, and then go you know match up from there. Right. I think. Because of his experience in Tampa and because of the success of Tampa scene, I think it's really going to be like, uh, well, Tapera's on the DL now, so yes. <laughs> uh, unfortunately. But like, and Giles, you probably want to save for the last, but you could put. Trent- he had great success as a closer. So. He's had great success as a closer, and he yeah. will be our he will be our closer this yeah. year. Yeah. But I think you could put you know Trent Thornton or Tim Meza or right. Danny Barnes in to start a game. And then bring in somebody like a, uh, a Clay Buckles or a, a Bud Norris, who we have now, too. Yes. What are the chances that we're going to get playtime for my beloved John Axford, who's been signed and unsigned and signed again? In as many. Like... Injured. Yeah. Yes, but like not for long. Not for long. No. Sure. It's yeah. Like, yeah, it's not a bad injury. Yeah. I mean, Axford, we had him before, and like he didn't let me down as much as that dum-dum who wore glasses. Oh, uh, 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 oh, uh, oh, God, I hated him. Oh, man, good riddance. Uh, Clippard, yeah. Tyler Yes, Clippard. Tyler Clippard. And people oh, kept putting him in, and God. I was just like, he has ruined more. Like, I swear to God, He's every game I He's ruined more of my nights yes. than any other Blue Jay pitcher. Yeah. So that was it. I had like I had more faith in John Axford than I did in Tyler Clifford oh, God, for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. So. I well, think- and I think uh, to your point of, like, you know, they have to – they they have to come up with another plan because that's mm. it. It's a thin pitching roster to begin with, mm-hmm. and then yeah, the injuries that will inevitably happen or the things will come up. Yeah. they have to get creative and they have to, if not like outwardly project it, be inwardly thinking creatively now. Totally in preparation. And for... I would I would bet you anything that they have these plans. They probably have plan oh. A, B, C, D all yeah. the way down the line. Yeah. All these backup plans, contingency plans, they have all of the people in Buffalo, like everyone we know that's going to be in Buffalo, they're that's all it. like ordered who comes up first. And yeah. It's not going to be pretty, but they ha- I'm sure the Blue Jays, you know, from the top down, they know exactly what's going to yeah. happen. Yeah. Um, They'd have to. Or yeah. Else, like, or else like right away it'd be like there's managing fault number one. Totally. Because that's it. You have to be looking at what you have. Yeah. To begin the season and going, what are our actual like? You you have to worst uh, case scenario plan. Totally, so that's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think um, John Axford will be with the Blue Jays as soon as he's healthy. Is my <laughs> thought, and my thought is that if they go to the opener strategy, he would be a perfect opener. Yeah, he'd be an excellent. Opener. He's got he's you know he's like a high fastball, sorry, a high velocity sort of pitcher, uh, max intensity. Put him in. Every fifth day for one inning to start a game. Yeah, not so bad. I think the thing is with 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 bullpen arms like that who aren't closers. If you're using them uh, every two days or a couple days in a row, and then a day off, and then a couple of days in a row, uh, like we saw, Axford got bit by that a little bit last year, and so yeah. did Clippard, and like all those guys were just getting overused. I mean, yeah. even Ryan Tapera, who was so dependable for us two years ago. Last year was starting to falter see. towards the end because they're, they're all just getting over overwhelmed. Yeah. So I think if you can set up a situation where somebody like Axford just pitches once every five days, starts a game once every five days, and you say, go out there and give us an inning or two innings, like we'll Solid judge how you feel. Ball. Yeah. And throw as hard as you can, <laughs> you know, and then you'll have four days to relax. Yeah. Um, 
I think that could be a really good spot for old John Axford. <laughs> Does he have a name? He's got Axe. Uh, the Axe Man. The, the Axe Man. man. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, no, I just love him. I think he's got this great personality, and he has a film studies degree from Notre Dame, and he's just yeah. a man after my heart. I love him. That's like him be a genie. That's why I love be a genie. Yeah. Somebody said, like, why? He's a terrible player. And I was like, yes, but have you seen his interviews? Because yeah. those are gems. Yes, and someone was like, I'm on Fallon. Yeah, and then they're like, they, but that does nothing to do with baseball. I was like, oh, but it does. Yeah, yeah it I does. Was, I was at spring training this this spring, and uh, Biagini came in, and all, all the, it was like a bunch of little old women and me, and we were all like, oh, <laughs> Joe, I love Joe. And the men are like, why? He was so bad. And, it's, and they were like, he seems like a nice guy. And we're like, we would rather root for someone yeah. who's like, a good guy who tries hard then like some jerk who's more consistent yeah. it's just the reality yeah. of the situation i don't want to watch a jerk play a game for a living well and i think i mean you you say that to me like you say jerk in baseball and like basically anyone who did the free agent game this year comes to mind for me mm-hmm. so it's like if if you you get rid of that kind of a mentality in the team where it's like it's one man with a big contract with who's going to hold the franchise or whatever and you allow these young players to just like be like today it's going to be me tomorrow it's going to be you but all of us are going to come together mm-hmm. and yeah we're going to be that team that makes it work that's the ball that's the kind of ball that I want to watch and that's why it's baseball right? yeah. like that, that's what's yeah. so appealing about baseball as opposed to like like I always talk about basketball one star player in basketball can win you the whole season yeah. you cannot the best player in baseball is going to come up one out of every nine at bats yeah. if he's a player not a pitcher and he's like you can't do it alone it, uh, winning the best players hit one of three out of every ten pitches like mm-hmm. well and the field's work. huge there's nine people on the field yeah. so that's it like you can't be everywhere yeah. at all times you can't hit at everything there was yeah. one game when ricky romero pitched a no hitter and then hit a home run that was as close as i can ever remember to anyone ever like winning the game by themselves actively by yeah. themselves it just can't be done oh ricky um, romero oh man <laughs> um, so let's talk a little bit about who else is gonna who's on on the field we've only talked about the mount do you want to start with let's start with catchers danny jansen and luke maley good old maley man yeah <laughs> <Mailey> man. <laughs> uh luke maley will be the backup and danny jansen will get the majority of time behind which the i think is interesting because i i don't dislike luke maley and I think he has done well. I mean, has he necessarily been stellar? And would I like him to be able to throw to second better on a steal? Yes. But um, that Danny Jansen, with not that many starts last year, has really kind of usurped him in the number one spot. Yeah. I, there I, were... I would have thought that maybe at least to start it off. Like, mm-hmm. Maley's been there for enough time to sort of give him that shot. And mm-hmm. then... If he crashes and burns, you've got someone like Danny Jansen there to like probably very easily and very successfully step into his yeah. into his spot. But I, I am just a little bit surprised about that. Well, I think like uh, Maley is just he is a backup catcher. Yeah. I think from for the last however many, I think honestly since he broke into the major leagues, he just he's always been good enough to be a backup catcher. Yeah. Um, and I think Danny Jansen has some like serious potential. Uh, offensively, defensively, he's totally fine. He's a fine catcher. Yeah. Uh, but offensively, he has a lot of promise. Um, the two interesting stats I read uh, about our catchers is that uh, apparently uh, now that Fangraphs, uh, which is a wonderful resource for any baseball fan looking to dive <laughs> deeper into the numbers, um, now that not once, uh, yeah. no, they're not a sponsor, <laughs> but, but they're just, great. Uh, um, head on over. We're just fans. Fan graphs uh, apparently started adding catcher framing, uh, the ability for a catcher to sort of uh, steal pitches, make balls look like strikes. Um, <laughs> they, <laughs> but a very useful technique for when when it's your guy doing it, you love yeah, it. Oh, when it's the course, other guy, you hate it. But. Uh, once they uh, just recently added that into their uh, their calculation for war, or as we would call F war, meaning Fangraphs calculations for war, they've added that in now for catchers, and uh, that immediately boosts Luke Maley up his uh, his what is it his projection this year <laughs> to lead the Blue Jays 
all Blue Jays players <laughs> in war with a 2.2 mark. <laughs> it's just really good at it's good at framing pitches. Yeah, um, my so lie. This is my yeah. personal story about that practice. Not so much about fooling the like moving the strike zone for the for the uh, umpires, but first fooling the batters. Mm. My my mother used to play softball, and she was terrible. Like, just. <laughs> Absolutely, she's not an athlete, but her but she was the catcher for some reason. And the one contribution she had was that when a ball was coming, she'd go, "Oh, good pitch, good pitch," way out of the strike zone to make them swing at it. So my mom and Luke, they're uh, they're yeah, one in the same. The other thing that I saw was that uh, Danny Jansen, who will be getting the majority of the time on the plate. he is now because of an injury to Sal Perez, who was a catcher for the uh, Royals. He's now, I think, in line. His projections, uh, uh, maybe not by FanGraph standards. Um, maybe I'm, <laughs> maybe I'm baseball. What is a baseball prospectus? They. Uh, I think they're projecting the more legitimate him. Of yeah, the totally. two websites that I we're think, not sponsored by. Yeah. <laughs> I think, or before this catch fra- catcher framing uh, data showed up, I think they uh, they're projecting him to be the third uh, most valuable catcher in the American League, hmm? which is not that so bad. Yeah, it's not Maybe too bad. He's our secret all star. He might be. Maybe. He could well be. Okay, so yeah. talk to me about the infield. Uh, third base, Brendan Drury. Until, for now, yeah. Until the coming of our Lord and Savior, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. I would like Vladdy to just like trim down a little bit, though. Oh my God, uh, yeah. wouldn't we all? <laughs> yeah, I think that just like just at third, you, you need to be a little bit more. Well, because he, if he if he's if he's not like the the risk of injury is so great. Yeah. Um, particularly to like you know knees and 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 feet and all that. I think just the, like the stretch, like you. You see third basemen so often, like they they sacrifice their body in a lot to like dive and and that, and I just don't know yeah. how I, that's gonna work. I think he he pans out as a first baseman. Yeah, and then eventually, eventually honestly, yeah. a DH. Uh, he's yeah. he's gonna be a DH in no time. But I think we're gonna see him at third base. I don't for a like our bit. current DH, so let's bring him up. <laughs> Figure um, it out. <laughs> I did hear a story the other night on the broadcast, on the radio broadcast from Montreal, that um, he Vlad plays third because uh, when they signed him, I think as a 16 year old, um, as a baby. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Alex Anthopoulos asked him. Uh, they had only seen him hit. They only cared about his bat. Mm-hmm. He was such a, an amazing pure and hitter. He's Vladimir Guerrero Jr. And he's Vladimir yeah. Guerrero like, Jr. Let's the pedigree be honest. There. Yeah. He apparently Anthopoulos just asked him like, "Hey, what position do you like?" And Vlad just said like, "I like third base." And they were like, <laughs> "Cool." There you go. Great. You're a third baseman now. Awesome. So, like, honestly, if... That's if, like Moneyball. Yeah. Like Chris Pratt's character is like, you're going to play first. Yeah. He's like, I'm not I don't space. play first yeah. base. <laughs> you're going to play yeah. first. I mean, with that story, it's like, oh, no, you're a catcher turning first baseman. First base is so easy, which, I mean, generally speaking, generally, if you're a <laughs> ball player, first base is, like, one of the... It's one of the easier positions. Well, it's, it's a very, like... Plant your foot, catch totally. the ball. If you got you good gotta hands. stretch every once in a while, yeah. but like, do not take your foot off that base. Yeah, and catch the ball. If you got good hands, you'll be all right. Yeah. And it's like first base. So third base, though, th- no third base is really hard, <laughs> yeah. really hard. And Vlad, I think we're you know once he comes up. I think we're probably gonna see him boot a bunch of balls. Yeah. He's probably gonna make some wild throws. Yeah. But then he's gonna mash a million home runs. And, and we'll forgive him. And we won't care. That's and then he'll be a about. first baseman. You know, yeah. once Smoke's contract is up, he'll be a first baseman. Yeah. So yeah. But Drury, Brennan Drury will start the season. And uh, he's a guy that I am very uh, curious about this year. Yeah. yeah. He'll move to a bench role once Vlad's up. Yeah. And he'll be our infielder off the bench uh, because he can indeed play third, uh, second. I think he's played a little bit of shortstop, but it'd be mostly third and second. And I think they can put him in the outfield too. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So utility player, which is always nice. Totally. Yeah. 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 Super utility. But that's it. I mean, Smokey on first. I don't dislike it by any means. Nope. It's consistent, and I think right now with everything else, you need that consistency. Yep. So it's like good have smoke there. It's his role. It's his spot. 
he hasn't really let me down or not as no. much as other people. No, and defensively, he's fantastic. He's great there. Very, very yeah. good. I mean, he's, and you talk about like having your hand. He's also a big guy, mm-hmm. so he's got reach. He's got yep. that all that. He's got great stuff. hands. He's yeah. got a great arm, yeah. um, which you don't necessarily need at first, but it helps. And uh, that's the other thing too is uh, having a young infield. Lourdes Gurriel probably playing the majority of the time at second. Yeah. Vlad eventually a third. These guys who have are young, inexperienced, and not necessarily defensively gifted. <laughs> it's going to really help to have somebody like Smokey and over like there. And like a grounding yeah, person. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah sort yeah. of holding down the fort. Yeah. How much time is left on that contract? Uh, next uh, This year. This is the last yeah, year, I believe. Yeah, this is his last yeah. year. So... And I've been a Smoke fan. He's been my favorite Blue yes. Jay since he came over. He had yeah. two miserable years. Two? Yeah, he two miserable years. And I it. held on. He yeah. was always my favorite. And it's all because in 2015, he wasn't, He it was still a bad year for him. Yeah. Uh, he wasn't, uh, he wasn't lighting it up. He lost his job to Colabello, basically. Chris Colabello came oh, in and played. Oh, God. What even happened to him? Uh, PEDs. I mean drugs, and, but yeah. like, I feel like that was just an off the map situation. Yeah. Yeah. I'm but, probably going to Google him on Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he lost his, his job to Colabello. I mean, not lost his job. He became the ba- basically the backup third baseman, yeah. the first baseman to Colabello. And, uh, but on Canada Day of 2015, uh, he started. They played the Red Sox. Rick Porcello was pitching for the Red Sox. And Smoke hit a home run uh, from the left side. Porcello's a righty hit a home run from the left side of the plate that was the most majestic home run I'd ever seen <laughs> hit in my life. And I remember I remember as soon as it hit it, it was like, it was incredible. It was just this beautiful, it was a pure emotional connection I had to him right away. And then he came up later in the game against a lefty and so he was hitting from the right side and he hit basically the mirror image home run from the right side. Beautiful. So I got two like mirror image, like just perfect like the natural home runs yeah. out of out of Justin Smoke in one game and it, it was kind of from that moment that it I fell like, in love with him yep, yeah you yeah. yeah you're my guy that's the and that's what I love about baseball is like those moments where you and you pulled those details you're like I know mm-hmm. it was Canada Day I know who was pitching yeah. against it that's what's so great is like yeah you have those and that's why players matter that's mm-hmm. why players have that resonance with so you so I'm gonna be sad when he goes I mean yeah. it opens up a spot for ultimately Vlad Guerrero <laughs> to fill to move uh, where he should be yeah. <laughs> but it'll be it'll be sad to, to see him go and I think he'll be sad to leave Toronto too I think this is a he was in Texas and then Seattle and he struggled in both places. Yeah. And he was a he was a first round pick. I think he might have been the number one overall pick actually. Um, and he just never hit his stride in either of those places. And f- coming to Toronto, uh, first couple of years not great. And then he but finally then. got some solid playing time um, and uh, and broke out. And he was a starter in the All Star game yeah. last two years ago. Last year, two years That's ago. True. Um, and he like the fans voted him in. So it was like he. I think he's going to be really sad to leave Toronto. It's interesting the number of players, or like so often that's the story. I mm-hmm. mean, Jose Bautista, how many years had he yeah. been floundering? And same thing, he came to Toronto, wasn't great, and then all of a sudden, yeah. And it's just you wonder if it's, I mean, if it's our uh, system, like our farm system, the coaches that we have, or if it's just sort of a like, give it a try, we'll love you eventually. Totally. That kind of like it's the injuries, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. we have so many injuries. And then people like step into, well, as you're saying, they get consistent playing time Mm because that's the hard thing with baseball is when you don't play consistency, you don't get a chance to fix mistakes. I remember Gabby saying that about Gritchick last year where Mm -hmm. it was like, no, I'm going to keep playing him because I know he can be good. And then when later in the season, he finally was able to come back consistently. All of a sudden it was like, oh, yeah. yeah. Wait a second. He yeah. is consistent. He's he had a great end the of the year. He's, yeah. And that was it. Is it was like Gibby was like, no, no, no. I know he's good. So yeah. I'm going to keep putting him up there and he'll deal with the number of strikeouts he has <laughs> until yes. things turn. Exactly. Until turns for him. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Talk, talk to me about shortstop. Uh, it's Freddie Galvis all the way. Yeah. Which I'm, I'm high on. He's a number nine batter. He'll be occupying the number nine spot all the way. It's his position to lose essentially yeah. until, I mean, Bichette is knocking on the door but I think everyone projects Bichette to eventually play second or maybe third because uh, Lourdes Gurriel Jr. is actually a natural shortstop so I think they see eventually because Galvis is a bit of a stopgap he's here for a couple of years but I think they see him as a stopgap um, where eventually I, th- I think 
ultimately the left side of the infield pans out to be Bichette third, Goriel junior yeah. shortstop. Um, Which I don't have a problem with. Those are two nice players. Over great there. players. Great yeah. young players. A lot of potential. Yeah. Galvis, not a huge hitter. He came over from San Diego. Before that, he was in Philadelphia. Uh, you know, totally middling offensive numbers. Um he had, a, he had a number of home runs last year. Like for him, he had he had a, he had a, he had more than he normally does. <laughs> for him. Yeah, yeah, he did all right. Um, but same thing. Maybe this is his year. Like totally. especially right now, the way like not having Guerrero right away, he gets a little bit more playing mm-hmm. time. All of a sudden, he could be the same thing. And then it's not he. You know, he's not a starter. It's like no, he earned that spot yeah. and he's there. He so. is our shortstop, and yeah. he's he's he comes over as the. Uh, uh, he's sort of the Iron Man in baseball right now. He played every game in the last two seasons. Um, so it's he's a feat. Yeah, it's nowadays Man. it's a huge feat, <laughs> and particularly for the Blue Jays to have somebody so dependably yeah. healthy. Um, we'll see. They'll take that as a challenge. Yeah, exactly. yeah, I know. Oh yeah. wait, you want us to break it? Yeah. Definitely. Oh wait, hold on. You don't want us to put glass in the astroturf? Yeah. Um, so I he, that was that was the cool th- thing. That's to how do. it works. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he uh, he's he he's a consistent player. He's a uh, defensively. He's very gifted, um, and uh, I, he's just another guy that I feel like he's like happy to be here. Yeah. I think he's happy to be in Toronto. I think he's really excited to work with the new coaching staff. Yeah. I think he's he seems all the reports out of spring training is that like he's a great teammate. He's been helping a lot of the young guys out, um, and he's experienced. He's been around for a long time, mm-hmm. and uh, um, yeah, I think I think he's gonna be quite valuable. Put him in the nine spot. You know, whatever offense you get up, he's like a he's like a typical nineteen eighties shortstop. Nice. Is that like those guys? <laughs> no shortstop ever hit. Like in the history of baseball, shortstops were other than Honus Wagner. It's like no shortstops oh ever hit. <laughs> yeah, uh, until like you know Cal Ripken Jr. and yeah. you know, and then shortstops became a bit more offensively minded. But he's like a t- typical nineteen eighties shortstop. But I mean, we used to love the seven, eight, nine spots. Totally. There was like whatever, not last season, season before maybe, where it was like seven, eight, nine seemed to get on base, and they would be like they'd be poke hits or they'd be whatever, but they'd mm-hmm. be on base, and then that like that, totally. and that was great. So it's like cool, you'd be in the nine spot and just like play that kind of ball. Yeah, Good. great. Yeah, I think for some small ball. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, and he's a switch hitter, you know, and he's uh, and he's got a bit of power, but I think he'll probably be up there just trying to table set, if you will, for yeah. the top of the order. So yeah. So, what is the league at large looking like? What are we up against going into specifically the American League East, but in general this season? Just heartbreak? Well, I hate to say it, but those Yankees are going to be, if they can stay healthy, they're Mm going to be a force to be reckoned with. Yeah. Which is scary. Mm -hmm. I, like, admitted that to a Yankee fan this week, and it hurt my heart. But and they it's probably just never like, let you forget it either. No, of course not. No. <laughs> Hopefully I never have to speak to them again. Yeah. But um, but yeah, and I think the the Boston Red Sox just didn't do much, but they didn't need to do much. I think they had a great team last yeah, year. And like Yeah. Um so I think if they can just like continue to be strong, they're just gonna be the bane of our existence. So yeah. like Yeah, I think um <clears throat> the Yankees and the Red Sox are kind of uh, yeah, I think they're basically uh, objectively the best teams in the major leagues. Yeah. Um, going into the season, I mean, the Yankees are. They have the best offense. They have the best bullpen. They got some pretty great. They picked up James Paxton. Yeah. Our old friend Jay Happ is pitching for them. Yeah. So I mean, their rotation is fine. It's good. Tanaka has always been a thorn in the side of the Blue Jays. Um, and then the Red Sox are the Red Sox, so yeah. they they won the World Series last year. And the other than Kimbrel and a handful of others, is basically the same team. The same team, yeah. Um, those two are going to be fighting it out for who gets to a hundred wins first. Yeah. Uh, the other scary thing is that Tampa Bay is poised to. They won ninety games last year. They did, but I feel like there's some there's. D- not dissension, but I feel like there's grumblings in the ranks of Tampa oh, yeah. Bay. Well, uh, Snell, who was there, yeah, right, all, like the Cy AL Young Cy Young winner, you know, all of this kind of stuff. He his compensation for the amazing season last year was like fifteen grand. Yeah, right. Which I mean, I'll take fifteen grand, but if you look at like how many of those ninety wins are potentially because of him, mm-hmm. so I feel like there just could be some totally. 
just some of that and and maybe not but maybe you know he's aired his grievances and it's whatever and he just wants to go have another good season but right. i feel like there could be a little bit of that that there's just been some some mumbling some talk of how that compensation was pretty shit yeah it's true though they i mean they are constant innovators true the, the rays i mean they'll they seem to always and the i mean the, historically the blue jays like the, tampa bay is a goddamn nightmare <laughs> yes. i hate tampa bay yeah. i hate when the blue jays are playing in tampa bay <laughs> i when tampa bay comes to toronto i never want to see them the, <laughs> the, i i'm scared of tampa bay more than i am the, the the yankees or the red sox even when tampa bay loses 90 games yeah. i hate seeing them um they're just tricky they're tricky they yeah. have a, they you know they, they have great pitching and great speed and always like good defense. They always seem to like walk off on the Blue Jays in well, Tropicana yeah. or they they'll like know. lose a bunch of games beforehand and we think like oh yeah. easy this is an easy series yeah, and then up. they sweep us and you're like what's a yeah like, how did that how did that even happen you like you lost like 15 games in a row and yeah now you've just won three great. the one thing nice. I am looking forward to or not looking forward to it's kind of sad but that that is. Uh, you know the silver lining is that at least everybody's going to be beating the absolute snot out of the Orioles oh, this year. God. That is Who's a team. Who's excited to not see Buck Showalter? <laughs> Thank the Lord, because him and his little short pants. I oh. I have to say, I've just, always been a Buck fan. <laughs> oh, I just like I'm like. The man like, was on Seinfeld. Maybe he was, but like, oh God, I was just sick and tired of seeing his face. True. For however many games yeah. a year I had to see his face. He was, he was an old school manager in Very. a lot of respects too, which is kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, and it definitely saved the Blue Jays on a number of occasions. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I, man, poor Orioles. It's going to be a, Baltimore, it's going to be a sad place for baseball this year. And then the Orioles win the World Series. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe they're the ones with the cinematic moment. And yeah, just like, totally. That was supposed to be us. Yeah. <laughs> what about our cinematic moment? Yeah. All right, so any closing thoughts as we wrap up the podcast and head into the season? Um, I just, yeah, I'm just, I'm excited. It's fun to talk about it. It's like, I don't know. I don't have a ton of sports fans always in my life. So, or the ones that I do are like my mom, who I go to all the nah. games with. Bless her heart. I love you, Jude. Um, <laughs> but so it's fun to just like to talk and you get amped up about it. Cause that's it. There's a lot of wild cards and there's a lot of people, you know, you go to the home opener and you're going to be like, I know two names in right. that opening roster. Mm -hmm. um, so it's just like, it, it makes me excited for the season. And you're right. It just, the kind of innovations or like, let's see, let's have fun with it. Throw everything out there. See what's what. Play around. Have fun. And and I think the city will respond to that. And I know that people will be excited to get back into that dome. Mm -hmm. As much as um, as much as they may not say it now, like, you know that those games will start to get packed as soon as that weather gets nice. Oh, of people course. love baseball in Toronto. Yeah. yeah. And I think once they start winning, too, and it probably won't be this year, but once they start winning, <laughs> winning is the thing that's going to just bring everybody out. But yeah. I think, yeah, it's like this year is like, uh, like, this season is all about next season or the season beyond. Yeah. It, it, it's like uh, we're playing for a year or two down the, down the road uh, when, you know, this crop of young players is ready. Um, and I, but my one, th the thing that I would say is that A, losing doesn't necessarily make baseball a depressing thing. Losing, yeah. if you're losing uh, in like with fun, interesting players and you have cool people to root for mm -hmm. then losing doesn't really matter it's all about can you enjoy the charisma on the field and i think that uh i mean also who doesn't love an origin story yeah. like this season is probably going to be the blue jays origin story yeah if things pan out the way we hope and if these prospects are as good as they seem to be well it's everyone keeps talking about our farm system our prospects this and mm -hmm. that so it's like yeah like now's the time I think Anthopolis did sell the farm basically mm -hmm. to get the teams that were yeah. exciting for a couple of years, but maybe that's it. Go back to that, that what we were known for and really give these guys a chance to come up and show why they're in the farm system. That's so revered by so many people. Yeah, in indeed. The industry. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. tell us who you are, and if you have any upcoming projects and social media you want to plug, do that now. Oh, wow. Uh, so I am Melissa Wright. I am producer at Leroy Street Theatre. We have Come on Angie by Amy Lee Lavoie opening April 12th at the Assembly Theatre, co-produced with the Spadina Avenue Gang. Uh, and then also the Assembly Theatre 
uh, please check us out online uh, if you have any rental inquiries. Um, myself, Anne, and Lewis would love to hear from you. Thanks, Kelly. Social media. Oh, social media. Oh, God. Oh, you mean I have to know it? Um, Instagram at Leroy underscore street underscore theater. And uh, at the Assembly Theater. That's probably wrong. Ooh. Yeah. And at um, the Mel Ray? Oh, yeah. the right. Oh, I think it's the Mel Ray. The, the right Mel. The right Mel. Yeah, the right <laughs> Mel. The right Mel Twitter, the right Melissa on Instagram. Oh, God, I'm terrible uh. at selling myself. <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh, I'm going to one up you here. My name is uh, <laughs> Mac Longprey. I am a drummer, musician, freelance musician in Toronto. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I have gigs. <laughs> we are like the two right now. I play gigs around town and on tour. You'll see me if you want to see me. Uh, my <laughs> website, I have a website. It's terrible, but it's going to be better soon. Uh, MackenzieLongpre.com. Thanks, Kelly. She's laughing hysterically. Uh, so bad at it. Oh, terrible. My social media is the same for both Twitter, which I haven't used in four years, and Instagram, which I think I used a month ago. Uh, at, you use it when you're on tour, though. I use it when I'm on tour. At... Mac Longprey. It's both. There's, and there's lots yeah. of baseball content. So he Huge plays, amount of he baseball plays content. banners and they tour a lot. And every time he goes to a new uh, town with a major league ballpark, he goes and he plays catch in the parking lot mm-hmm. and posts this like, big, very nerdy, Beautiful. deep cut baseball Instagram post. So definitely if you're a baseball fan, okay. check out that because that's like a whole tour across America. Yes, yeah, exactly. Please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I take that. All right. Thanks, cool. guys. Thank Thanks. you.